Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Truth to Faith podcast. I'm your host, Cliff Steven. If you don't know me, I'm a dad. I'm a Christian. I was born in South Boston, Massachusetts in the old colony projects. Um, before I welcome our great guest, I just want to thank all the Truth to Faith 5 percenters. You know, the podcast is starting to grow. We've got a bunch of new followers. So welcome all the new followers. Um, please hit the follow button. Like, comment, share. It helps the, the program, you know, spread around. And we got a lot more great guests coming up. Curtis Chamberlain from the Christian Underground News Network podcast. We got Ron Moorhead of the Sierra Sounds and a whole list. But tonight we have a great guest, a friend of the show, Brandon Kroll. What's up, Brandon? Hey, how's it going? Man, I'm, I'm glad to have you back so soon, man. I was... That last one, man, a few times I got the goosebumps. I haven't had those in years, man. And I was, my mind was going all over the place. So I'm yeah. excited. Well, you're, you're one of my favorite hosts. You have such enthusiasm. And I feel, I feel like we're really connecting, you know? Absolutely. That's what's all about when you're sharing this stuff. Brothers in Christ, man. Amen. Amen. So what, what, what are we going to hit tonight? You said um, uh, Valentine's. It, Valentine's Day origins, right? Yeah. Oh man! And a lot, of, a lot okay, of it will bro. connect. But if again, I originally when I was uh, first starting out with this stuff, I was doing with Nick Alvier, and turned out to be controlled opposition. I think they were bullying him for what happened on January sixth. So now they're kind of twisting his arm to make him spit certain narratives. Um, but Ooh. I was going to originally when I was going to join his organization, I was going to do exposing pagan holidays, and I was going to do one after the other after the other. So I was like, maybe I could just do a series with you. Um, hey, you're <laughs> welcome here, brother. Because it seemed it seemed to be a very well receptive uh, thing on from my rumble. I'm not sure what you got on your end, but um, people seem to like it. So I was like, hey, maybe he wants the Valentine's one. So thanks, man. Yeah, we're yeah. excited. I'm excited. Cool. All right. So do I? Um, do you have um square screen screen <laughs> available? Let's make that available, and I can get going here. Cancel. Um, Sorry, everybody. I, oh, good. I don't know why it makes. It makes me do this advanced sharing options. All participants. I wish it would just stay on. All participants. There we go, everybody. Looky, How's there that? we go. Perfect. Then to share mode. Can you see? Let me know when you can. Yep, I can see it. Okay, I'm going to try to bring that up a little bit closer if I can for the viewers. How's that? Nice. Perfect. Okay. So I already kind of gave a ground basis of where we're getting the Christmas stuff. You already are familiar with the pine cone. Yeah. So I put into AI generator just to showing where this all stems from. It's going to interconnect most genuinely. You guys are going to be like, oh, okay, I can I can see it now. Um, God revealed to me last night why we have 365 days out of a year. And three equals the trihermes. So triangle. Two triangles okay. put side to side with the ankle Nimrod, so the star Remphan, star David. Wow. And then five would equal pentagram. Wow, the five right? stars, right? Right. Oh, so man. it's the unholy trinity of Babylon. That's why we have 365 days out of the year. As and that makes perfect sense. Yes. Because they did change the dates, right? Like with the whole yes. leap year, that's how they get that number. And we used to have 13 months because it was by moon cycle, not by man's time correct but here's wow. another one so what's three plus six nine okay what's six plus five? Oh boy math questions 11 add those together nine 
9-11. That's a little teaser oh. for our... Uh, yeah. Oh, crap. That's crazy. Antichrist year. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm, wow. That's a little teaser for our other one. But to continue with today's, uh, again, when I saw that, I was like, God, I could be wrong, but th- that that's... Come on. Bro, what are you, the odds? Your eyes are definitely open, man. <laughs> so Ooh. we have Cupid course depicted as a little baby with a bow and arrow and the wings with some of the slides i'm going to be presenting i'm going to replace the word to moose as opposed to nimrod because remember it's a re-generated reincarnated so some of the myths mixed and other times they separate that's the way this works after Babel. a lot of the languages and stuff but there's a core origin story again i'm always going to try to brush off what we get for anthropology fossils and show you this is probably most likely what happened just pitching from visuals and the text of what we get you know so first let's give a little context and basis here why is cupid depicted as a baby well perhaps cupid is usually seen as a baby because babies represent the combination of two people in love in greek mythology his mother is aphrodite cupid is the equivalent to the gods amor and eros depending on which myths are told He is represented by the symbol of two hearts with an arrow piercing through them. But um, over here, to give a little additional, uh, for the ancient time audiences, as myths and texts show, she was really the patron deity of sexual intercourse and procreation. The name Cupid, which comes from Latin verb cupere, uh, means desire, love, or lust. So they're kind of mixing the term as all becoming one. A bonus trivia, if you look up the occult rejects I did on YouTube, uh, symbolism at Trump Tower, Trump has three sun god relics up there and a statue of Eros with Psyche. Love and mind. Yeah. This, it's, it's, the symbolism means a lot to somebody that, you know, understands, okay, wait a minute, that's mm-hmm, very Their whole life symbolism, right? Yes. They put it in everything. But, but do you, again, Eros and Psyche, what is that? It's like the Baphomet thing. You love this world. You love the illusions of this world. Your, lo- your love for this world, your heart. I'm going to be tying it up towards the end, but just keep that in mind. It's That's very Antichrist perspective. But again, irony of one and four. So one plus four would equal five. You look up Pythagoras, that's the number of man. That would equal pentagram. Again, three equaling the male, two equaling female. Joined together, pentagram. So star top to Christmas tree, any date, one and four. Always keep that in mind. If you see something in the news or somebody's birthday or something like that, like a certain individual I just mentioned. Yeah. Um, February 14th is Valentine's Day. A day when Cupid supposedly did his thing. It is sometimes lost in the afterglow of Christmas glitter and the awakening of Easter's false hope. It is the day emblematic of the devil's whole approach. It is a holiday worth knowing more about so that we can fully um, armed and better able to withstand Satan in the wiles. So Ephesians 6.11. To most people... Valentine's Day would seem to be nothing more than kids exchanging Valentine cards and adults giving chocolates or flowers. But it is harmless only in the eyes of those who do not know any better. As those, um, as with most worldly festivals with religious overtones, its origins go back long before Christ. And as we have come to recognize the Roman Catholic Church Christianized it 
assimilating pagan beliefs into its own, as we've already established with sun god worship and son of god worship. Same thing with all pagan traditions. As we migrated, what they call pagan, if you look up definition, is anybody that's not Judaism, Christianity, or Islam, three most prominent religions. If you're not one of those, you're pagan. Pagan, if you go by what they believe, they believe in nature. They believe that this world has all the elements that we need. There's nothing above, there's nothing below, which would go back to Baphomet or the, the fingers pointing up, finger pointing down on Baphomet or Tammuz. Yeah. I am the highest achievement we will ever have. So just keep that in mind. Any good encyclopedia or reference material will state where Valentine's Day originated. The American Book of Days by Jan M. Hatch, third edition, reads, Association of Valentine's Day with lovers is a, is a survival in Christianized form of a practice that occurred on February 14th, the day before the ancient Roman feast of Lupercalia. Hey, real quick, I, I hate yes, interrupting. I, no, I'm no, not a big absolutely. interrupter, but I want to bring something up to you because when you show me the chosen thing, mm. now again, I, I think God might use it for what he wants, but right, absolutely. maybe it's a money grab. I, who knows? But I just seen the guy who plays Jesus with Mark Wahlberg and some father for Lent, you know, yes. and they're doing this Lent thing. And I was just like, oh, man. Because Mark Wahlberg, you can't get that famous um, without – you know, doing the rituals, selling your soul, doing whatever it takes. You can't get that high. It's impossible. So right. to see them all three there after you showed me, I just was like, wow. You see it. Yeah, because he's with Shia a, LaBeouf. why would he be with a priest? Yes. You know? It's a Shia LaBeouf. He's converted to Catholicism. I was like, literally no different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The people that know the truth. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, but over here. The New Standard Encyclopedia, under the article Valentine's Day, St. Valentine was an obscure, possible, possibly legendary martyr, who by tradition was put to death by the Romans on February 14th, 269 AD. This day was made a, festival, fest, a feast by the Roman Catholic Church. The day of his death almost coincided with that of the Roman feast of the Lupercalia. The celebration of the two occasions merged. So... Valentine's Day is nothing more than a continuation of Lupercalia. Luper who? There is nothing mysterious or secret about this pagan observance. As most of the references works as also information about Lupercalia, Encyclopedia Americana from 1996 from the article Lupercalia says, an ancient Roman rite held each February 15th for the fertility god Lupercus. Goats and a dog were sacrificed. A goat's blood was smeared on the foreheads of two young men and wiped off with wool dipped in milk. Young men, wearing only goat skin about their loins, ran about the base of the Palatine Hill, striking with goat skin straps any women they met. This was to ease labor for pregnant women and to make the others fertile. Wow. Note the goat connection. Yes. Pan, Baphomet, uh, with the dog, I would say that would be because it's in Rome, very closely associated with wolf and the origins of Rome with Roman Romulus and uh, the other one that <laughs> did not end up becoming the, the father of Rome or whatever. The two, uh, the two kids that nursed at the tits of uh, wolf. I'm just yeah. finding it very interesting that this origin story has a connective link with both goats and dog and or wolf. 
Um, Even smearing the blood on the forehead. Who knows? Maybe that was the original thing as before Ash. When you were alive, it was blood. Or when you sacrificed a kid, you dip a little bit of the blood and put that on there. Then you sacrifice the kid over. So I can get immortality rights in exchange. So when I die, my kid was already the sacrifice I put on there. Again, pagan comparison, and God's like, okay, Abram, you're willing to go to that extent for me. I don't want you. I just want I just want to see if you're willing to go to that extent. Because I want to make sure I'm investing with the right guy here when I do this with my son. As opposed to them getting an afterlife, which is just a fraud lie. You're killing innocent kids for this. God actually sent his son where we can now have access to eternity. Mm-hmm. So, again, there's a compare contrast. Always a parallel. Yeah. Well... How thoughtful. The American Heritage Dictionary under Lupercalia reads, a fertility uh, fertility festival in ancient Rome celebrated February 15th in honor of the pastoral god Lupercus. Even the month of February gets its name from the pagan ceremony. The Latin februe uh, means to purify. After the so-called feast of purification, some sources say that the thongs from the skins of sacrificed animals, which the priests used the evening of February 14th to whip women, were called fribrua. Wow. Again, nothing new under the sun. Where did it originate? Where did it originate? Nimrod again. Now, like I said, some of this I would say it's Tammuz, Nimrod, because it, it just the as it migrated at anthropology and the, the different uh, cultures and different tongues, some of it interconnected. Um, but who was Lupercus anyway? Lupercus was a hunter of wolves. Again, wolf, dog. Um, Lupus is wolf, associated with the Roman god of Faunus. Remember, Faunus would be the equivalent of Mr. Tomnus from the um, Chronicles of Narnia, the little guy that played the yep. flute. That's yep. what that is. Or Pan, that's where it was inspired from. Fun. Yep. Take the A out. It's where we get the root word for fun. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the Roman god Faunus, god of agriculture and fertility. Since Rome took its gods from those it conquered, we can trace Faunus to its Greek equivalent, Pan. See? Pan, Raphamid. God of woods, fields, and flocks. Remember the... Um, Sumerian goat shepherd god Dumozid is an equivalent of Tammuz. Don't take my guys. If you want to pause, pause, look that up. I guarantee you, you will find it. Um, fields and flocks. The ancient pictured both of these mythological beings as having a human torso, but legs, horns, and ears of goats. This fits nicely with the fact that they sacrifice goats and use thongs from their skin to whip women during the feast. The Bible often compares God's people to sheep while frequently linking Satan with goats or Satan or people that believe in this regeneration thing. Satan's lie. You could become God. It's like the most high. What's God offering us? Let me break this down. He's offering us Christians a place to replace the, the rebellious council in heaven that came down and had affairs with the daughters of men. God's securing our souls. What are they doing? Well, they can't go back up because they know what judgment is. So what they're trying to do is lie to everybody so they can take your bodies, the materialism, to let their kids, the giants, have their bodies back. That's and what I've dude. It makes sense. And I know if I mean truth is when they hear it, it's gonna connect. It does for me. Yes. But normies, they I feel bad for them. I truly do, because they're so, you know, surrounded by this system. Like even the words how you're showing their meanings. 
It's called spelling for a reason. Like everything around us is to lock us in the matrix. And Mm -hmm. once you start seeing it, it's overwhelming, but you're on fire. Well, again, even when some people are like, oh, you're mispronouncing it. I was like, raw, Ray. We mispronounce things probably every single day from what the original words was. It's just getting the basic premise across. And if you're able to get that across, that's what's the most important because you don't want to be like them. You want to pull people to God. You want to pull yeah. point into the sun because that's the way you get into heaven. Not all this other variants and equivalents. And, oh, it's like, yes, you have to understand the parody lie and understand what God is showing. He's like, yeah, you have to read between the lines. Yes. And a lot the of angels can't do that. The angels don't have the full picture. They just have a rough premise. Yeah. So what they try to do is try to replicate, but they don't understand a single meaning of it. Why? Because they're not creator God. Number one rule, right. people. You don't know the mind of God. I'm never going to say that, you know, I, I know the mind of God, but I know his heart. So I have the Old mm. Testament and I know the New Testament because he's gave us his son. I know the heart of God. And that's all is that's enough for me. If I knew the mind. <laughs> no, that's that's Satanism. <laughs> I head would pop. Yes, sir. It would. Anyways, Pan can be traced to the Phoenician god Baal. Baal Hermon, Bel Hermon. Also a god of fertility and nature. You can make a strong case that Baal is none other than Nimrod. I would say more so his son, Tammuz. In Genesis 10, um, 9, Moses describes Nimrod as a mighty hunter in the days after the flood. Animals multiplied rapidly and caused fear among the people. Nimrod grew powerful because of his ability to fight the wild animals. Tradition says that he roamed as far as Italy to hunt wolves. Now, personally speaking, I'm going to put a little plug in there because from what i've read of a lot of other myths and it's not necessarily biblical canon i haven't gotten this from enoch it's just stories that have originated and it's plausible because it's said that nimrod is also an equivalent of gilgamesh gilgamesh names translates to archer what is cupid depicted with a bow and it's said allegedly that god originally gave nimrod a bow from heaven to slay the last of the Nephilim that had survived the flood. As opposed to doing this, he said, why would I do that? If I have a bow that can kill celestial beings, why don't I just make war against the heavens? And thus, the Tower of Babel came into fruition. And it would also explain how the heart arrow, hearts are affiliated with Baal worship. I'm going to be explaining that. So if 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 it has a heart at the end, that's affiliated with Baal, and you have little Cupid depicted with wings like Baphomet and Hermes and, you know, Thoth, is it possible that he was playing with Dad's toy? Wow. I don't know, but it's a it's an interesting theory because we have the depiction of Cupid. There has to be some sort of link. I don't have the answer. All I can pitch is there's something out there, and it could be, I don't know. Just throwing that out there for consideration. But Valentine comes into play here. The word derives from the Latin valens, meaning strong, powerful, mighty. Our word valiant, courageous, heroic also comes from this root. These are apt descriptions of Nimrod. In a sense, he was the people's Valentine. We love him so much. Or Tammuz, we love him so much because he solved the mysteries. He's taught us how to be like gods how we can ascend to become like gods. Again, just explaining what the occult believes modernly to, I'm getting a rough picture here. Put the two together. Does it fit? 
I'll let you be the judge. Even the heart, ubiquitous symbol of this, of, uh, of this day, is actually a symbol for Nimrod. The Romans acquired the heart symbol from the Babylonians, who spoke the Chaldean tongue. In this language, the word for heart was Baal or Bel. Due to wow. his similarity and sound to Baal, it became an emblem for Nimrod, or I'd say Tammuz, his son. There's even a link with Cupid. What equipment does Cupid always carry? He is always pictured with a bow and arrow, such as a hunter would have. In mythology, Cupid, also known as Nin or Ninus, the sun, was the son of Venus. Venus was Nimrod. Wow. Purposely, I would say it was Ninurtu, is what Nimrod envisioned himself as, which was the sun uh, affiliated with Saturn. Yeah. And Nin, I would say, was probably Little Sun, because you see how similar the spelling is. So I would say that was probably Tammuz. Um, and again, weeping for Tammuz, we just discussed a little bit of a word or two earlier. Bel Hermon, Bail Hermon, Mount Hermon connecting with Hermes and Caduceus' staff. Heart, it also is another variation for the Lord. So where your heart is, there where your see, see. So that, so that picture they have of Jesus when Jesus is doing this too, and he's got the heart. Then they're trying to like connect it, right? Or flip it, like make it evil. Inverse, perverse. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yep. Very good connection. Correct. That that is exactly what they're doing. Is I know the inside secret of what this actually means. You guys don't. You just like oh love and we all come together and like no 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 you look up the um i think it was in 1950s there's a masonic emblem for their lodge over there as the star of remfan so you and then it would be uh the islamic i think moon crescent moon was behind that and then the cross if they want a one world order how is the cross still there because if you merge all these cultures into one or just say, we're all good, we're all good, we're just going to come together and be peaceful with one another. doesn't mean we have to take the Jesus myth out. You can still have that if you want. And you remember, he said he'll be here for, you know, um, a rapture if things were going to get really bad. Right now, we're in a nice utopian. You see what I'm They're trying to yeah. merge it all. So it just sounds like it's good. So anybody who's like a lighthearted Christian or they have such an emphasis or belief in the rapture, they become desensitized of being sober and vigilant. They're just like, oh, yeah, we can take it laxed right now. We don't have to worry about being deceived because we're all coming together because that's how. Yeah. Man and, and you see the Pope doing this now, trying to bring yes. those three religions together. Correct. As a mediator. Yeah. Um, Venus is the Roman equivalent of the Greek goddess Aphrodite, or Ceres, or Ceres, um, the mother goddess, Semiramis, Nimrod's wife, the biblical Ashtaroth. These pagan goddesses usually depicted with multiple breasts or um, breasts. Oh, that's a typo there they have. Extremely out of proportion of their body, symbolized fertility. The thread between Lupercus, Faunus, Pan, Baal, Nimrod, Cupid, and Venus, Aphrodite, Ceres, Semiramis, Ashtaroth is... Fertility, or in today's vernacular, just plain sex. The celebration of Lupercalia was just an excuse to lower the morales and inhibitions of people under the guise of religion, a church-sponsored orgy, if you will. Nothing new under the sun. Yeah. And for your cosmology thing, Ashtaroth, astrology, Ashtaroth, astronaut, 
You're saying not. Yeah. N a u t, but and it's you're not really a star guy. You're just lying. <laughs> yeah, but, but you see where this yes. interconnects and asteroid. What is she, again? Stars and groves is constantly what they're affiliated with. Why is it groves? Because groves. Remember, when God first breathed into Adam, this is what it's alleged. How we came up with the name Yahweh. Breathed into Adam. First thing Adam does. <laughs> Yeah. All that air just got let into you. You just let it out. So now every time you breathe, you're saying the creator's name. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is. You're saying your creator's name every time you take a breath. Amen. That's a very powerful thing here, folks. So why do they affiliate trees with having connection to heaven? Because trees give us oxygen. They give us life. So therefore, they're continuing the life of man. So when you cut down a tree or you bring a Christmas tree, you bring in an idol into your home. What are you essentially saying? I have a direct channel to the gods. But instead, you're not channeling good stuff. You're channeling the bad guys from underneath. You're channeling the spirits of giants to come in and possess your home, saying, I have more faith in you than in creator God. Yep. Yeah. The and demons. now we've replaced wooden idols with screens. Yeah. Your screen, your shrine. Little black cubes. Yes. Hey, real quick, you know what's yes, crazy? Sir. My my cousin, he was in a car accident. I had him on, and he actually died in the car accident, and he went above the thing. Hit like he seen his body, the accident, and it's funny because he actually said the same thing that something about he knew God was his breath, like God blew it back into him. It's hard to explain because. But it's basically the same thing. And that's before I even told them about that because I heard that too. But, yeah, that's that's wild. That's crazy, man. Yeah. But I, I believe that stuff. I, I totally believe it. Sometimes God has us, has somebody go through that. So when they come back, they can be like, I wasn't there. But I can tell you something that I saw in between. And it was, whoa. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. That's why, you know, Christ brought people back from the dead. You're a witness. I brought you back from that. Amen. It's, it's crazy. Why February 14th? Well, how how did the date get moved from February 15th to the 14th? There are two possible reasons. In ancient times, days began at sunset. So in these festivities of the Lupercalia began on the evening of the 14th, as the Roman calendar took precedence, it was no great matter to move the holiday up a few hours. So similar... So when we go to sleep, what are we doing? We're regenerating our body for the next day. So that's when the start of a day is. Kind of ironic, right? Yeah. So when you wake up, good morning. Why are you depressed? Why, why are you sad? You know, this. The, the, it's, it's very crazy how they switch that on us. Good, I, uh, I just heard that recently, too. Same thing, that the night was actually, the afternoon was actually the daytime. Well, on top of that, man, think about it. Our bodies are 70% water, and as water is above, water is below. And we're in the mother's womb, so to speak. I'm not saying mother nature. I'm just saying the mother's womb because he he spoke us. He loved so loved the world, and that he's willing to conceive a son between the two to intercede and bring us home, to bring us into the celestial heaven. And we're, we're basically in the womb, uh, tra a training day, shall you say, or, you know, we're going through boot camp. Until we understand. Because why? Because he had a celestial rebellion and they wanted to come down. They wanted to change their forms from angels, titans, 
Titans coming down, have affairs with the daughters of men. What's he offering us in exchange? You guys can take their place, but I want you to prove to me in that life that you really wanted this, that you were fighting for me, that you were a mm. servant that was using their talents. Amen. It's, 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 it, it, again, born again, you have a higher purpose now. It's yep. beautiful, beautiful metaphors that he's giving. And it's all in creation, folks. It's all there. Anyways, Amen. the other reason for the change of the to the 14th is that Pope uh, Gelasius, Gelasius simply ordered it changed to um, in 496 AD. As mentioned earlier, the Catholic legend speaks of an obscure martyr named Valentine who was put to death on the 14th of 269 AD. And the Roman church made this a day of feast. There is nothing festive about a martyr's death. More than likely, the Catholic church was doing what they call spin control, trying to put a better face on a licentious occasion. Wow. Nothing new under the sun. And again, what is it focusing on? Death. Always the death. Why not the new life that is within you? You know? Yep. What? Why did Romans observe Lupercalia on the 15th in the first place? Nimrod was supposedly born on the winter solstice. I think that's more so his son, Tammuz. In the 21st century BC, the solstice occurred on January 6th, the day when Christmas trees were taken down and all that. As time progressed, however, this date was moved earlier every 400 years or so. In Roman times, Julius Caesar's ordered um, it fixed on December 25th. Today it falls on December 21st. In antiquity, the mother of a male child customarily presented herself before her god for purification on the 40th day after giving birth. Remember that Lupercalia was a feast of purification. 40 days from January 6th to February 15th. 40 days. Wow. So we first get the winter solstice Christmas, and then we get January 6th, the day that Christ... Um, what was it? The day he was baptized by John the Baptist, allegedly the epiphany of John the Baptist, type that in, folks. Or, um, and also the day he was allegedly visited by the Magi. Root word for Magi, Maga. Remember, Donald has a, a variation of Nimrod's son, Tammuz's name. So it's very super suspicious. Superstitious. Wow, that's wild. Uh, Two other Valentine's Day traditions may be of interest. During Lupercalia, the names of young women were put into a box and drawn out by men as chance directed. Exchanging Valentines grew out of this name drawing. Why is the color red associated with Valentine's Day? Isaiah writes that sins are like scarlet, red like crimson. Adultery is known as the scarlet sin. Recall the classic book by Nathaniel Hawthorne, the Scarlet Letter. Prostitution is practiced in the Red Light District. The Bible describes certain princes of Babylon dressed in vermilion. Babylon herself is a harlot dressed in scarlet. The highest ranking priests of the Catholic Church, cardinals, wear red. Wow. How do you like those apples, baby? That's fire, bro. Well, and wow. again, what, what, I think it says somewhere in Revelation that the, the whore of Babylon dressed in purple and red. What's the Pope wear? Purple. What's the Cardinals wear? Red. Wow. See, and, and look at, I know normies would hear this and they'll hear the date stuff like, oh yeah, well, the couple things fell on the same date and dude, it's connected. It, it's yes. all connected. They know what they're doing. They're very smart. They've been doing this for so long. Centuries. Centuries, wow. man. 
Christianity was becoming such a nuisance to the U's, and I'm saying Y-E-W because they were tree worshippers. I'm going to do a podcast just for you on that. It's very significant. So if if they were basically getting their butts licked and every pagan influence that they had around the world at the time, the Roman Empire, they said, we can't lick them. We have to create an institution that's going to dictate them. Constantine? And there we get the sun god worship, merging with the son of god worship. And then we just gradually, we just became like a bulldozer. We just gobbled up every pagan tradition, brought it in, put a new name on it, put it hollow days, hollow um, Hollywood. Yep. Druid worship. It's it's just adapted and rebranded, but it's the same thing. But we've merged it. And Protestant Christianity, as I call pro Protestant priests, priests, they just adapted it. Judeo-Christianity should not be a thing. It should just be Christian. You're supposed to be separate. Merging the two is when you start becoming like the world. And again, I could do a whole podcast just on that. I really want to, especially with you, because you, I have a little passage about when you were talking about when they, they goofed up Easter. And connecting that with this, oh, gosh, it's going to be fire. Anyways. Oh, I know. It <laughs> hey, and, and it's like when you say how the Romans, they couldn't be Christianity. It was getting too big. So they it, yeah. they took it over to change not, it. And, and they Romans. do it today. Not who Romans. was it? Not Romans. Oh, who wasn't was, the Romans? Who, 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 was, who was always having a problem with Christianity right from the inception? Oh, no. Yeah, the Jews. And again, the Sanhedrin... Well, is similar to the Cardinals or the way that's all lined up. So they basically well, I think said, those are two think. factors anyways. And they, in they created the Catholic church and then the Catholic church in turn created the um, Islam and Muhammad. And I if you it. go by a modern rabbi, he calls Islam the broom of Israel. You got a problem. Ghostbusters. We're here to clean it up. Yeah. Create the problem, yep. control the narrative, creating Catholicism or weaponizing a government or putting your pawns in place, just like uh, that's always been their thing. They infiltrate a government, they overthrow their ki kingdom. Infiltrate a government, that's what the Druids were known for. They would always be whispering into the um, the king's ears. This is why when um, St. Patrick, driving the snakes out of Ireland, he was referring to the Druids. They're always whispering in the ears, the tree worshippers. Always trying to dictate things with alchemy, magic, and illusions. Instead of just looking to God. That's again, just take that. When I get to the other one, you'll be like, okay, I see what you're saying. Cause I, I don't want to spoil it all here. All right. But all right. All right. I, I promise you, I, God was unraveling that. And I was like, this is, this is crazy. Cool. <laughs> wow. But again, here we go. Um, when we tally our lists of merits on Valentine's day, this pagan holiday shows not one redeeming value. Valentine's day is as worldly as they come. It is indeed a product of Babylon. And the love of God does not rest on those who become enmeshed with the ways of this world. Those who continue to insist that the participation in it is harmless and refuse to recognize the rank paganism inherent in this holiday. God warns in Revelation 18.4 that if we remain within the gates of Babylon, then we will suffer its fate. Valentine's Day is just another reason why God says, come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, unless you receive of her plagues. I'm going to pause. If you have a pen or paper, or just to make note of this timestamp, as a former Catholic, this is a book that you might want, because it will clarify what I'm stating 
as being accurate. And also any listeners are like, well, he's wrong with that. I want you to pick up these, these two books, author Edward Hendry, H E N D R I E. And it's going to be bloody Zion at Amazon band. And for Catholics solving the mystery of Babylon, the great Edward Hendry, the author of both of those, you pick up those books by the end of those reads, you will not see the world the same. You will understand the New Testament in a new light, and you will understand a good core. Like what I'm giving you is an Old Testament anthropology explanation. After you read that, you'll see how the Pharisees never went away, and they are the ones that are currently dictating a lot of the stuff in our world. You understand that, you'll no longer be a sleeping bridesmaid, because you will be awake as they Amen. come. I assure you, those two books, you get those, you will you will understand what I just said about the Catholic Church. This guy went to a Jesuit college. He said, there's something wrong here. <laughs> Started digging, fell away from the Catholic Church, and he wrote those books. Phenomenal reads. Phenomenal. Very well researched. I think he was um, his degree was lawyer. So he's very meticulous with the citations. It's almost like 100 pages of citations. Wow. I'm, I'm definitely going to check yes. those out. Highly recommend. Um, usually Barnes and Noble and I think thrift books are the, your best sources. Sometimes Walmart online, but they might catch on soon and cancel it. Just a little additional stuff to add. Valentine's Day stems from an ancient fertility ritual. Venus was known as the fertility goddess. The sun god, Jupiter, was Venus's father. He was known as the sun god. Jupiter is simply another name for Nimrod and or Tammuz, a Babylon uh, of Babylon fame. Venus is another name for Semiramis, his wife, a.k.a. mother. Yes, he did his own mom as a Babylon um, of also a Babylon fame. Venus is always affiliated. So when you cut the apple in half in the equator, it equals five. Five is the number of man. Sigil of Ashtaroth, it's going to be the same as Semiramis. Semiramis, Ishtar, Isis, Virgin Mary, all of their monikers, Queen of the Heavens. Mentioned in Jeremiah several times. Never a good thing, always affiliated with pagan worship. Just saying, they could have even changed the name, but they didn't because they know what they're doing. Why were they Ayo. speaking in Latin and they wouldn't let people learn what Latin is? Because they can tell yes. you whatever they want. Exactly. Now, what do they do? Okay, you can read. You know what we're talking about. What are we going to do? We're going to put so many distractions on your screen that you don't want to have time to pick up your Bible and look up these phrases. So when somebody challenges you, you're going to defend your denomination as opposed to following Christ. Yeah. Wow. Just keep that in mind, folks. I'm just trying to break you away. Examine if you be in the faith. That's all I'm asking. Who is Cupid? Cupid was a troublemaker. Who got in trouble with the gods. He was the son of Venus, aka Semiramis. However, his original name is Tammuz, the son of Semiramis. Sex and debauchery. Valentine's Day festival was loaded with sexual orgies, drunkenness, and sacrifices. Candy, flowers, and hearts. Worshippers brought sweets and flowers to the temple for their goddess Venus. The human heart was on um, the ceremony symbol as it represents the throne of emotions such as love. Throne of emotions, the heart. What does Jeremiah say? The heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? Mm. Well, you know, I'm going to put up a Christmas tree, but I don't do it for those reasons because God knows my heart, heart, heart. 
What is the heart affiliated with? Baal worship. Wow. It's affiliated with Baal worship. What did I tell you before? They usually weaponize it. Against, I'm going to just emphasize it's usually women. because Women are sentimental. They're in tune with their emotions. They like keeping the traditions. That's usually the first ademic. I call it ademic because it's always pointing a finger saying, well, my wife's family's really big into it. That's why I've, I've never really put my foot down. It's so you true. hear it? You're, the woman that they gave me, because of her sentimentality with her family, I'm going to keep the peace, not rock the boat and say anything, even though I know it's pagan. That's what you're doing. You're As a man, guys, take, take note here. As a man, you're supposed to lead, stand up. Mm. The way it's phrased in Genesis, somebody brought it out one time. It doesn't sound like Adam was across the garden and Eve randomly ran up to him and says, try this fruit. Sounds like he was right there. What Adam should have done, picked up a rock and slain the serpent right then and there. Or at least, you know, called God and said, dude, no, I don't like what he's saying here. He's trying to deceive this beautiful woman you gave me. Didn't do any of that. He's like, yeah, okay, I'll tie it too. Yeah. It's sad. Happy wife, happy life, right? <laughs> no, I'm not saying it literally, but. No, no, you know, but. That's what gets them in the mess. Yep. Yes. And again. Heart of emotions affiliated with Baal worship. Just keep that in mind. And again, why is it on the pencil, pineal gland? Where your heart is, there will your mind be also. Mm. Remember that, folks. You want, If you want to follow Jesus, you want to follow God, this is where we're getting that from. Try to do the opposite of what the world tells you. Amen. February 14th, Juno, Februa, Valley, or St. Valentine. St. Valentine's Day is a festival of love. That um, uh, Almagates of the pagan traditions and Rome of Northern Europe, it is also the dedicated to the Norse deity Valley, the archer, again, son of Odin, and to Juno Februa, right, goddess of maternal and merry love. The festi uh, festival begins after sunset uh, on February the 13th, 13th, 14th, 15th, we always see a consistency. Girls should um, decorate their pillows with five bay leaves, the dream of their lover and husband-to-be. In England, on this day, an arch of brambles is carried to banish the unwelcome spirits. Again, I would imagine that an arch in general, anything with a leafy arch, where a married couple's going through an arch is probably to bestow good blessings upon you. Think about that. Again, evergreens being brought inside, keep demonic forces out of the way. There's always a meaning as to why they do what they do. In Scandinavia, there is a tradition of running labyrinths on this day. So notice that they said Odin. Again, one thing I noted about Odin is that he came down, sacrificed his god, uh, his eye to a god that was equivalent of like Morpheus or something like that. And Odin um, in Norse mythology. But again, he sacrificed his eye for wisdom. Pineal gland, third eye, higher. Yeah, a connection there. Um, February the 15th, uh, Faunus, Lupercalia, Siegfried, or uh, Saint Uswi, Uswi, I don't know. Lupercalia is an ancient festival of Roman paganism. Ovid describes this festival to the rustic um, god Faunus, protector of agriculture and flocks, giver of oracles, and an aspect of the great god Pan. This is the day when the animals um, help humans. It is, celebrates the she-wolf who suckled on the infants Romulus and Remus. Remus was the other one. <laughs> In the uh, Odinus calendar, uh, this day is sacred hero of Siegfried. Again, protector of flocks, Dumuzid, the goat, Sumerian goat shepherd god of flocks. But as Matthew 25, 32 state, I'm going to separate the sheep 
from the goats. What is Antichrist? Focus on this world, this materialism, this existence. Don't think about eternity. Think you're all alone in space. Blah, blah, blah. That is the spirit of Antichrist. That is from so Babylon. True. Again, so you can true, pick up bro. this book. Some people are like, well, I don't want to, you know, might have been an author. But again, there's a couple of books. I'm going to be listing like 10 of them. If you pick up these books, you'll start understanding how it infused with us. You'll understand how the cynics said, well, it just stemmed from this and that. And if you pick up those books, you can start articulating and saying, I understand where you're coming from, but that's a parody equivalent. I can even tell you where this dates connects to, what this is affiliated with, and what the Bible says counter to what you're telling me. It's good to pick up once in a while these kinds of things so you can explain it. You understand where they're coming from, and you can articulate where you're coming from this is going to be the fun connecting part to christmas again first known depiction of a heart shape as a symbol of love was in the 1250s by french manuscript and roman le de, uh, de la poire um, in which a young man holds a vaguely pine cone shaped heart up towards his lady love up until the 14th century a heart was usually depicted upside down wow. three to either side i just picked this side over here for the left for visual again did you pick up anything from our last discussion wow let's crazy. go to, let's go get a refresher pine cone the pine cone the pineal gland mm -hmm. just give a refresher if you didn't watch the other episode folks but again pine yeah. cone Let's give a little context, shall we? Christmas tree. Let's do it. The old pagan custom of bringing a living tree indoors in the middle of the dark months of the year and decorating it with candles and trinkets was introduced to Britain by Prince Albert, the husband of Queen Victoria. The idea rapidly caught on, bringing evergreen vegetation in the form of trees, bows, and branches from the outside to the inside was a magical ritual, a piece of sympathetic magic meant to encourage the return of spring in the growing season. The timing of the entrance and exit of the tree was critical. Any time before Christmas Eve was too soon for the tree to come inside, and all decorations had to be taken down and the tree removed by the 12th night, January 6th. Again, this tradition, however, does not seem to signify um, for the department stores who start to display artificial Christmas trees from September onwards. The Christmas tree is traditionally an evergreen tree, usually a spruce or a fir, which is cut down from the forest. The tree itself symbolizes immortality, everlasting life, and the light stripped on it is a reminder that during the darkest times of the year, lighter days are just around the corner. Yule celebrations in Northern Europe were echoed. Echoed, remember, that means coming from somewhere. Um... In similar rituals in Southern Europe, the Roman god Attis, or Attis is the savior god, whose life story very much parallels that of Christ. Attis was born on December 25th to a virgin mother and was sacrificed to save mankind, held beneath a conifer, remaining for three days and nights in his tomb before resurrection. His priests, called dendrophory, meaning tree bearers, were charged with selecting a conifer from a sacred grove that would be brought indoors in the memory of death and resurrection of Attis, who is also linked with Apollo, the sun god. Elements Encyclopedia of Secret Signs and Symbols. You guys can pick it up. What's a conifer? Pinecone. What did I just tell you about hearts? Yeah. 
Wow. Hearts and minds of men. Pineal gland. Pineal gland. Heart and mind. Heart and mind. You guys see it. Wow. I can't bro. I can't illustrate it anymore. January no, bro. 6th. February 5th. It's there. Yeah. Wow. Conifer. Basic definition. I literally was like, Conifer, I wonder what the No. <laughs> bro, you're right on you're right on point, dude. I, you're making it so clear, and if people can't see it through this, you you literally. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw this out there. If you can't get it at this point, you literally love the world more than you love God or His Son Christ because you're loving the traditions of man. I, I I can't illustrate it anymore for you. I'm literally showing you. This is a book of symbols of the occult. I'm showing you a book that is by people that do pagan occult rituals. They may not know all of the reasons. They're just like, yeah, let's go back to our roots. It's like, you know, your roots connect to, connect to Babel. A very, an organization, society, community that was against God, that was looking to man for solutions. That is the spirit of Antichrist looking to a leader. That's what God didn't like. And this is what Moses is saying. Stop looking at me. Look to God. Stop looking at me as your leader. I am not king. I am not Pharaoh. Look to God. We want a leader over us by the time we get to first uh, Samuel or is it judges? First Samuel 8. All right, you know what? You guys really want that? I had pe I had prophets, people who speak on my behalf because they're attuned to me, they're listening to me, tell you what to do and what not to do, and you're ignoring them. You persecuted them, you martyred them. You want a king? I am creator God. I am the highest king you will ever achieve. I am not a god of nations, I'm a god. People. Praise the Lord. And people are still going back saying we desire a king to rule over us. Patriotism or Christ, you put that down and you let me know on what scale you want to fall on. Please. And it matters because God is a jealous God. He he doesn't want you can't say, God, but I loved you. But, you know, I, I, I did all these pagan holidays every year. He's not going to just be like, all right, cool, no problem. Like, he doesn't Lord, like Lord, it. did we not he, do such and so in your name? We are celebrating your birthday in your name? Are you? That's the tree exactly. worshippers. Yeah. That's the tree worshippers. The druids. The, I'm not going to spoil it because I have a whole episode on that. But that's what they were believing. You, you, you were doing that in my name? No. Get out of here. Depart from me. And guys, in all honesty, if you're Christian, I'm going to say this from the bottom of my heart. I'm trying to show you. But the parody is so close that it's counterfeit. And I'm trying to warn you to get away from that because if you start infusing it, you start corrupting your heart and your mind. We're still called to be separate. We're called to be alert and sober. That's what I'm trying to convince you. One, don't believe me. Your whole thing with Tammuz is wrong. And you're, <laughs> you know, the thing with the heart doesn't make any sense. Well, again, another picture. Pine cones are symbolic. And that they were the life cycle of a pine tree begins. And conversely, where new life begins. New life, born again. What are they thinking? Regeneration, reincarnation. It's Nimrod. He came back. Yeah. Many reliefs excavated at Mesopotamian sites depict gods of super beings holding a bucket in one hand and a pine cone in the other. It is clear that the pine cone was dipped into the bucket used to sprinkle a substance sometimes blood as is this depiction of Tammuz, a winged babylonian deity associated with regeneration 
You wow. see it with the Pope's hat. Yep. Pope's hat. What's that? That that's the fish god Dagon. Remember when the Philistines captured the Ark of the Covenant? And what happens? Statue of Dagon fell down because it can't do it can't be in front of the presence of God. He's a jealous God. All he has to do is blink and he can make it snap. Get that out of here. Get that imposter out of my face. Amen. What do the Phoenicians do? Put that on a cart. Send it back. Send it back. We don't want that. Get it out of here. <laughs> and hey, and and they're using this like that, like you just described it. Like they're using that. That's the Anunnaki. They really came from out of space. Ancient alien. I fell for that for yes. almost two years. I fell away from God. I was like, no, God's not real. These aliens came down and but dude, it's it's a lie. And, and fallen when angels, start, people. Yep. When you learn about the fallen angels, Genesis six, it it makes complete and sense Enoch. to me. For me being led away with that trap, it actually led me closer to God because it just confirmed every. It made more yes. sense in my mind. But yeah, man, I, that's fire, bro. Again, folks, it did. And again, it's no wonder. With a Catholic background, I know another person that got into the occult because he didn't like what he was seeing in Catholicism. He felt like it always felt like it was possessed or there's some kind of force in there. So now he's yep. dabbling into the occult and hermeticism and um, he's doing cards and whatnot. And one of the cards, like I just I was doing it just to humor him. I said, oh, wow, I'm kind of alarmed at that. It mentions hermeticism. He hasn't sent me anything since. I was like, dude, <laughs> this is my field. If you read my post, I condemn the guy consistently. So if anything, when I do that, I do it as a little bit of a mockery of like, yeah, let's see what you got. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they never want to talk to me again. I get it because you're you too think? informed. Yes. Where do we think we get the word idolatry? 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 Wow. Spelling. You just stated spell. Hmm. Just saying, folks, again, idol, tree, idol. What's an idol made of wood and stone? They have no mouth. They cannot speak. This is what they are doing. They're bringing it into their house. You're basically saying when you, in essence, let me break it down for you. Very simple. I'm bringing the tree in because I'd rather believe in the regenerated Messiah figure Nimrod and his son Tammuz, the highest achievement of man via the star, via the eye on top of a pyramid, which is on your money. I'd rather be worshiping him because he taught us how we can ascend to become gods like the most high. The lie, fallen watchers, and Satan to the Garden of Eden. That's what, in essence, you bringing in a tree or worshiping this tree of life is representing. Look at it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it, please. Again, a little bit of context because I had somebody ask the question. Some claim to have found a lot of parallels of Christianity and mystery religions, particularly in their cult god Attis. Some say Attis was born on December 25th to a virgin, died on a tree, and rose from the dead. Mm -hmm. Context. For his presence and power to reign supreme, phallic symbols and fire should be lit to honor him. Supposed child of the union is Horus, another variant, Tammuz, the reincarnate of Nimrod. Samaramus claimed a full-grown evergreen tree sprang out of the roots of a dead tree stump. This symbolized the springing forth of a new life for Nimrod on the anniversary of Nimrod's birth, December 25th. She said that Nimrod would visit the evergreen tree and leave gifts under it. This is a genesis of the Christmas tree and the symbol of Nimrod. This equates approximately 
nine months after Ishtar, Easter, to the date Ishtar became pregnant with Tammuz. Wow. So we get the winter solstice, December 25th. We get January 6th. We get 40 days afterwards for the ceremony of purification on Valentine's Day. Then we, what are we getting again? Ishtar, Easter, in April. Wow. Wow, bro. It's all there. It's all wow. there. That's fire, man. But again, I'm going to connect all of this. I'm going to get back to Valentine's. I'm just showing you the connections of how it's still going on in our modern society. Absolutely. But every believer kept Saturday as the Sabbath until March 7th, 321 CE, when Constantine passed a law requiring believers to worship on Sunday, the day the pagans worshiped the sun god. Believers still kept Saturday as the Sabbath until another law was passed 11 years later. This law was signed into decree by Constantine to forbid believers to worship on Sabbath, Saturday. It was this punishable by death by the Catholic Church. Many believers are burned to death by the Catholic Church for keeping the Sabbath. So when folks are saying wow. Constantine was not the first pope, beg to differ. Because there is more than enough sources of popes stating that he was closer to the closest thing we had to a pope. And he said he was the vicar of Christ. In he was he was the substitute of Christ while he was gone. Even if you don't want to believe that, he still believed that concept. What is the pope saying? I have a red phone to God. I can get him on the line anytime. He tells me what to do. Okay. Okay. You want to so that? Sabbath is the day we're supposed to rest, correct? And not work? Correct. And just, it's just like a family day, pray. Pray. Because I actually. Fast. I don't, I, I think it's just a day to say, thank you, God, for creating me. Thank you for creation. Amen. Go to a park. Breathe in. Oh, I mean, if you don't have all like clouds in the skies, you know stuff they're doing these days but i mean just say thank you thank you for your creation what are we doing we're worshiping the creation and not the creator you're supposed to pause and reflect you know yep because I, I was gonna have a guy on he was actually brought up in like a satanic family where they abuse the children and stuff yeah and he wrote a book and he was gonna come on and i gave him a date and he's like no sad day he's like that's sabbath i'm with my family so I, I got to start digging into this myself because if yeah. I, I got to figure this out, because it, it, it says it right there. It makes sense. Yes. You know, I want to do right by God. Well, that's why most, most times I, I, I do take it easy on Saturdays. I go to church. Like I told people for me, going to church these days is like being a political satirist. I'm sitting in the foyer of Congress and I'm writing my own little article of the things that are irking me. And what we could and should be doing in this church or what I'm hearing, the spirit of Christmas. And they're trying to infuse that with Bible stuff. And I'm like, no, this stop. So, again, it helps me seeing the idolatry in life. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and I'm writing this down like, OK, no, this is not stuff we want in church and try to be a witness to those that are actually interested, you know. But again, sun, what's sun? It's bringing life, heat. That's what they wanted. That's why they were worshiping the winter uh, equinox. What's the Jesuit logo? Sun. Look up the Smithsonian logo. Sun. Sun, they worship Apollo, Attis, wow. Helios. It's all there. And again, the Tammuz, where are you getting this Tammuz guy from? How do you, how do you know he's <laughs> his son? Well, we have enough fossil anthropology relics of 
you know, stories, traditions, um, a couple of depictions on walls, but the Bible does mention them. And it's mentioned in Ezekiel chapter 8. You'll mention it in Ezekiel 8.14, Women Weeping for Tammuz, where we get ash. Again, because since it's starting at ash, probably do a post soon on that. But now we get the cross, the T, the shape of Babylon on your penial land. He. Wow, bro. Are you remembering the God that regenerated his memory? Why do we eat pork? Because he was slain by a boar at the age of 40 in a wild boar hunt. They're, they've resurrected him or regenerated, whatever. They did some, that's probably the only one they've managed to do. You know how you see all these movies depicting something coming up from the other side? It's probably the only one they managed to do. I can explain that with the 9-11 one that we do. But, again, this whole chapter, this chapter re refers to a biblical prophet seeing a vision, a.k.a. Ezekiel, of children of Israel worshiping a sun god, Tammuz. There's another brand, um, another verse where he speaks of the branch coming up to the nose as an insult to him. You look up a picture of Nimrod. There's one where he's holding a branch and he's holding a reindeer in the other hand. And I was thinking, no. I wonder if that had some sort of connection to this because he's holding a branch. Conifer. We're seeing the Christmas tree connection. Maybe there is a branch connection with all of this. Because what is it? The sun is bringing life. The trees have a channel direction. The celestialism. Why is it the phallus? Because we can we can penetrate the dome. We can go to war against heaven. That's ultimately what that is. That's what they believe. That's what rockets are shaped of. They're phalluses. Yeah. This is what it's all about, folks, for them, is we don't need creator God. We can create our own lives down here, and it's enough. And again, he brought me to the court of the inner temple, and behold, at the door of the temple, between the porch and the altar, were about five and twenty men with their backs towards the temple and their faces towards the east. And they worshiped the sun God towards the east. And who was mentioned two verses before? The women fell, weeping for Tammuz. A sun yeah. god, a, a shepherd god. Wow. Again, pineal gland, Helios. Don't believe me with the sun god stuff because you're just making this up as you go. <laughs> Journey as a chariot during the day and travel with a boat and ocean at night, night and day, like we just discussed. Likely a reflection of the Egyptian sun god, Ra, Ray, sailing across the skies in a bark. And through the body of the sky goddess Nut to be reborn at dawn each and every morning anew. Both gods were known as the all-seeing in Helios's case. All-seeing wow. eye? Again, I already did this with you, but again, folks, look. Helios. Soul Invictus. Soul, your soul. Son of God. Sun God worship. You see where they did the counterfeit? So you yeah. don't believe? So that you get cynical and you fall away? Find the real Christ. Pick up Pagan Christianity by Frank Viola. Amazing read. It will wake you up. Again. Well, Brandon, you're making it all up. The pineal gland has nothing to do with regeneration. The Pope carries it. Carries that on one of his sticks. There we see it again. Atop of a Caduceus staff. It could be an egg. Like the top shoot on Baphomet's forehead. Be the little egg that rests on top. Or you know how it's kind of spiked outward? Yeah. Yeah. It could be a pine cone. You, over here, uh, underneath sense. the word prize, that's an Ecuador. One on the left, Mesopotamia. That's a couple thousand miles apart, but what is it depicted as? A winged deity or wings, Horus. Flying deity again. 
And it looks so similar to your pineal gland, folks. Well, we, you're making it all up. Why do you think these celebrities are doing this? Do you, do you understand why they're, they know. They're laughing at you. It's in our everyday yeah. culture. I had iPhone. CBS yeah. logo. You look on top of, um, what is it? The Super Bowl we just had. You look on top of a, of a football stadium. It's the seeing eye. Yeah. yeah. It's there, folks. E even like the computer, he named it Apple. Why? You know, all the knowledge. Yes. Right? Oh, wow. At your fingertips. Yeah. yeah. It's not just 100 years a in the future, folks. We're right on the press. Like I told somebody, we're licking the toenail of the end. We are that close. We can just extend our tongue and touch it. That is how close we are. And people are Great. still oh, asleep. Wake up, sleeping bridesmaids. Please take to heart some of the stuff I'm saying. Pick up the books. Don't take my word for it. Pick it up. But again, you're making it up about Dumazid. Whoop. No, let's go back. Dumazid, or Tammuz, known to the Sumerians as Dumazid, the shepherd, an ancient Mesopotamian god associated with shepherds. It was also first and primary consort of the goddess Anina. Sumerian mythology, mythos, mithras, there's a connection. Dumazid's sister was Geshkiana, the goddess of agriculture, fertility, dream interpretation. <sighs> Look at the very bottom, last two. What do we see? Greek equivalent, Adonis. Levitine uh, equivalent, Tammuz. Wow. What do we get with Christ? Well, in the Gospel of John, Jesus states, I am the good shepherd in two verses. John 10, 11, and 10, 14, I am the good shepherd. The good one, not the bad guy. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who doesn't own the sheep sees a wolf coming, leaves the sheep, and flees. They don't care about you. What are they doing right now? All the elites, they're building bunkers to hide. They don't care. What does it say in Matthew 25, 32? I'm going to separate sheep from goats those who are of this world and the, what is his religion love the things of this world and again adonis is the root word for donald wow loving our country it, more it, than God. it just blows my mind how all those civilizations so far but yet everything's the ex exact same they just tweak it a little exactly there's no, all there's they no way do. that's by chance like i just said by baphomet's head you look at that that could be a pine cone oh sure. yeah let me bring up a visual. That's right. See that? It, you know how similar it looks, folks? Yep. I literally, I was walking to go get my mail the other day, and I found this in the middle of the driveway after I just got done compiling slides on something like this, and I looked, okay, I'm going to pick this up as a visual presentation for shows. Wow, bro. I, I see it. It absolutely yes. could be a pine cone. Pine cone, an egg, uh, a fire, a fire from heaven, as Prometheus is known as, and... Uh, what's his name? Hermes or Prometheus. Uh, he's known as the mediator between the gods, the fallen titans, the Anunnaki, fallen angels, to be more precise, to understand in a biblical context. That is what they're talking about. Translated these fallen watchers religion and they're trying to promote it as a good thing. So when they return during Project Bluebeam, I think Christians will be literally gone by then. That's just my thoughts. That's when they'll deceive the world. That, oh, we're reaching an age of enlightenment. Oh, oh no, you're <laughs> you just entered just the look at that thing do you want to do you really want to be loyal and you know to this look at it it's got boobs a goat head i mean that thing always creeped me out 
it's elements just affiliated with evil. it doesn't necessarily mean he looks like that but it's all elements affiliated with him you know so they just threw it all together and made it a monstrosity of aversion it's so yeah. evil though you know what i mean yes. like you i could yes. feel the evil looking at that thing like it makes my skin crawl yeah they want wow. they want they want to worship that and again What's he point? He's pointing up, pointing down. What's he affiliated with the phrase? As above, so below. Well, guess what? So is the trihermes or trismegistus, the emerald tablets. Well, Star David, that connects to King Solomon. It's an elemental symbol. Yeah, yeah. What does it talk about? Fire, air, water, earth conjoined. As above, so below. I think my next wow. uh, slide goes into that. Or yeah, little context: emerald tablets. Why are there 33 degrees in Freemasonry? Well, 33 degrees worship the fallen watcher's alchemy knowledge that Nimrod's son, Tammuz, Hermes, Horus, translated here. Mount Hermon coordinates, 33 degree parallel. Mount Hermon in Hebrew, forbidden or cursed. Hermes derives his name from Mount Hermon. The Emerald Tablets translated from the events that transpired here. Baal, Bel Hermon. Always pointing to there. The fallen wow. watchers' knowledge, the fallen angels' yeah. knowledge, that we can ascend to become gods like Most High. This guy translated it. He must know everything. No, no, no. World's tallest UN base. Again, United Nations. Star chaos is in front. And again, give you a little context of what Hermes was like. This Smardinian tablet, um, emerald tablet, or the secrets of Hermes, in an ancient text said to contain the teaching of Hermes Trismegistus. I'm just going to try Hermes, the founder of all things alchemical. The legend goes that Alexander the Great found the tablet in the tomb of Hermes inscribed on it. The Phoenician characters were instructions for making gold. The tomb is reputed to have been near Hebron. And the earliest translations of this mysterious recipe are in Arabic. The use of the emerald lends further exotism to the story. However, at the time of the green-colored stone was referred to as the emerald and is likely the Smardinian tablet, uh, was made of green jasper. Whatever its material construction, the instructions on it have attracted the consideration of many illustrious characters over the centuries, including Roger Bacon, Alberton Magnus, Aleister Crowley, and C.J. Jung. Alchemy is full of hidden secrets and relies heavily on symbols, wordplay, spelling, and the double meanings, esoteric, exoteric, and mysteries from all um, but the perspective of the adept interpreters. The words of the Emerald Tablets are no exception. There are several translations. Isaac Newton, who is an alchemist, provided the following interpretation that was found among his paper papers after his death in 1727. Quotes, "'Tis true without lying, certain and most true. One, that which is above is like that which is, sorry, well, that which is below is that which is above, and that which is above is like that which is below to the miracles of only one thing. Two, all, um, and as all things have been, arose from one by the uh, medit meditation of one, so all things have their birth from this one thing by adaptation. Three, the sun is its father, the moon its mother. Uh, again, moon goddess Ishtar, sun, Ra, Nimrod. The wind hath carried it in its belly, the earth its nurse. Five, the father of all perfection in the whole world, is here. I am the highest degree you will ever reach. Pineal gland, folks. Six, its force or power of its entire um, converted into earth. 
Thou, the earth was created with fire, subtle from the grass, sweetly and greatly industry. Eight, it ascends from the earth to heaven, and again it descends to earth to receive the forces of things superior and inferior. Nine, by these means shall have the glory of the whole world, and thereby all obscurity shall fly from you. Ten, its force is above all force, for it vanquishes every subtle thing and penetrates every solid thing. Eleven, so is the world created. Twelve, from this are and do come admiral adaptations, where means or process is here in this. Thirteen, hence I, Hermes, try trismegistus, having the three parts, triangle, I, th I think it's a Pythagoras' triangle or whatever too. Um, having the three parts of the philosophy of the whole world, that which I have said in the operation of the sun is accomplished and ended. Sun, affiliated with as above, so below, talking about the elements, just like Mr. Baphomet over here. What is he wow. pointing to? The moon. Wow. Yeah, this is That's this is crazy. Nimrod's son, Azazel's vessel, the doppelganger. And yes, they resurrected this individual. Look up Paula, Wayne, um, Paula White's Trump spiritual advisor. She just dropped a campaign ad about a month or so ago. And there's a phrase that knows that he knows Trump how to change the tar of the sand um, in tar of the sand and to turn liquid into gold. They also refer to him as a shepherd. Very scary that you threw an alchemy term with the guy that's running for president. It has a variation of Nimrod's son to Moose and is talking about making America great again. Liberty, MAGA hats, on her head was written a, a, a name, Babylon the Great, Mystery Babylon the Great. John didn't know what America was. Yeah. Wow. Keep that in mind, folks. So, do you, go ahead. Do you think they're going to let him win and then he's going to like just completely do a 180? Like and be win. 10 times worse than Hillary ever could have been? Dude, I think he's it. You do, huh? So, you, so you think he's the 45. guy under under the Antichrist? Because there's going to be like someone under the Antichrist first, right? So think of it. As I always tell everybody, because there's like, so how is Rome? And I mean, yes, I think Rome is one of the beasts. Again, the trailer that just dropped with uh, the new King Kong versus uh, or teaming up with what's his face? Godzilla. Beast from the sea, beast of land. New empire in between Godzilla and Kong's name is an X. X. Uh, yeah, X is a symbol of Osiris or the crux between the um, the Euroboros. So. What's the best way to describe this? I think he's definitely going to get in. He was president 45 at four plus five together. The nine. He's going to be president 47 at four plus seven together. 11. Wow. And again, what? I could do a whole episode on breaking <laughs> that down. Wow. Listen. You add up his name, it equals 185 in English. 185 is wisdom and things coming into fruition, which is affiliated with the month of Tammuz, the month that he's born in, June. Um, he's born on four, five, or sorry, 14, but four plus one equals five pentagram number of man. Wow. He's probably the proverbial moon child where, um, I think it was L. Ron Hubbard, who's admitted the church of Scientology was established to bring about the antichrist. And again, they want the aliens to come back, which will probably come into fruition via project blue beam. Wow. Yeah. And 
when uh, Jack Parsons, when they were doing this thing, or I think it was the rocket thing that he was creating as well, who would he pray to? The goat god Pan. Yeah. Why are you insulting Pan? Because there's, oh, that's your Antichrist figure, isn't it? And they called it the Moon Child. Yeah. So Dude, I, you know why I, f I feel so bad for Christians? Because so many Christians put Trump like a pedestal. Even let's say, even let's say we're completely wrong, right? He's not God. Like we're right. just supposed to adore God. God's supposed to be our number one in our life Correct. over everything, over our children, our wives, husband. God is supposed to be number one. He's a politician, mm -hmm. you know, even if he was just that and not all this, but to me, it lines up. Yes. You know, we, we got to put God first. We got to trust in Jesus. We, we can't be trusting in Donald Trump. He's not going to save us. There's only one person who can save us. And that's, that's Jesus. scary. Both first and last part of his name, MAGA, the highest priest position on church of Saint website. Sanskrit means high priest of the sun. You go to his tower. Like I told you about, look up that episode. Three sun god relics and Psyche and Eros statue. He's got the all-seeing eye between two pillars. He has Helios riding on a chariot up in his penthouse apartment. Folks, he calls the tower the Tower of Light. He's affiliated with the tower. Nimrod was affiliated with the tower. Wow. Like, at a certain point. And even... Yeah. If, okay, Paula White. She has, like, two other parts part of her name. You know what the last one is? Cain. Cain was likely the, the guy after his offering was refused by God. He went to yeah. talk about Herman and says, here's my daughters. This is where we get the phrase. They saw that the daughters of men were fair. He's probably going, you know what? God just marked me. And I will take any celestial being up there if you give me knowledge of how to go to war against him. Yeah. Maybe with his kids. Comes down. Has affairs of daughters of men create the Nephilim. And then this is where we eventually get the flood to get rid of the Nephilim who are influencing man to pull away from God. I knew that the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl. I literally, my buddy said, oh, yeah, I placed a bet on it. I said, who'd you vote for? He's like, oh, or a bet on. He's like, San Francisco. I said, they're not going to win. He's like, how do you know? I says, Chiefs, they're affiliated with Nephilim. NFL, Nephilim. Nephilim. Wow. Again, I could be wrong, but when I do the 9-11 thing with you, dude, I paint it all out. It's like, it's hard to deny at a certain point. It's like, guys, how many coincidences do you need? Yes. To get uh oh, and I think you're right. I think it's going to be great for probably the first three and a half years towards the end of 28. Then by 2029 or end of 28 into 29, I think they're going to come for the heads of the saints. Why? Why 2029? 2029 is the year of rebirth, regeneration, destruction. Yeah, you yeah. add those all together. So 22 plus zero plus two plus nine equals 13. What do they want in new world order by 2030? 2030, 2 plus 3, 5, number of man, 5. If you're wow. going by the Essenes prophecy who predicted Christ's birth exactly, aka connections to the Magi, what do we get there? They said it would be exactly 2,000 years. 2032 would exactly be that. It says we don't know the day or hour. It never says we can't predict the year or month. And again, we're off by man's time because they goofed up all the months and whatnot. So I'm giving a rough trajectory. But I was like, really? 2032? What would that equal? 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 3. 7. God's number. Yeah. And again, according to the Wormwood Prophecy, something's going to happen around the feast time of September 2025. So, I don't know, folks, but I would say the first three years, it's going to look like it's getting promising, and all of a sudden, 
I just posted last night on Trump's connections to the Noahide laws and people unfollow, despite despite me showing articles of him literally affirming it and signing it and calling him the champion of Noahide laws. Champion. Yeah. Ask and yourself, are you trusting in God or are you trusting in man? You know, patriotism he, or Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Why'd what, you kill all those Afghanis? Well, patriotism. It's like, no. Well, who are we why who are we showing loyalty to? Right. We're he supposed to, to show save. loyalty to to God. That's it. Abraham came to be the, the savior of nations. That's what he said. You through your seed, I'm going to save the nations. Tower of Babel confused all the languages. Day of Pentecost, everybody heard the gospel in their own tongue. Mm. Understanding, folks, he's bringing people back. Anyways, what was we know as Valentine's Day was celebrated by ancient pagans after the midwinter festival of Imbolc, a Galenalia festival was dedicated to Minerva, the owl goddess, super owl, super bowl, Roman goddess of wisdom, trade, and recognizing that being single is better than staying with a dead end guy. Again, this is from a liberal thing, but I'm just giving a modern comparison. You can look it up. The worst of the winter has passed and no woman Longer needed to rely on a man as a source of life, saving the body heat at night. Mothers and daughters would gather their boyfriend's animal pelts and set them on fire and feast on winter squashes and roots and vegetables until the fires burned out. Thanks to the writings of Catullus and other Latin poets of the late, later Roman Republic, we know that women would celebrate a Galenalia. Again, what did I tell you with Caduceus' staff? Um, do I, I might have slides on that. Um... Caduceus' staff is carried by Hermes. It's also carried by Thoth. It is also Baphomet's manhood, the little thing you see sitting there in the middle. What is it known as? The Caduceus' staff, also known as the Herald's Wand. Yeah. Wow. 9-11, what are you heralding? 2020, 20 plus 20 equals 40, the day Tammuz died. Who signed Operation Warp Speed? Adonis Triumph. Yeah. What's one tattoo single? Solve. Coagula. Solve, an alchemy turn of bringing something from one realm into substance. Coagula, blood clot. Uh -huh. Wow. Caduceus as, a, hmm? Caduceus, as a symbol of medicine, the Caduceus is the traditional symbol of Hermes and features two snakes winding around, often winged staff. It is often used as a symbol of medicine, especially in the United States, despite its ancient and consistent associations with Trade, liars, thieves, eloquence, negotiation, alchemy, and wisdom. Again, you can see it, folks. And what was hit during 9-11? The World Trade Centers. Trade. Trade. Wow. You speak the language of the seas. Yeah. That's what our law is based on. Yes. Liquidate. It's all there. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Hermes and Thoth. Just again, some of these are just for visual references. You look it up anywhere. Just, again, that's what a lot of the rest of the slides are. The wings on, on uh, Baphomet. See it on the staff. That's the satanic abortion clinic on the bottom left. Pentagram. Caduce staff. Baby Tammuz. Wings. Looks just like freaking Cupid. Carrying the Caduce's staff. Hope's carrying it. That's wild, bro. Oh, there. It's the counterfeit. It is counterfeit as it gets. 
Yep. I was chuckling because every time I see Russell Brand, it kind of irks me because I was looking at some of his other tattoos today. I had to take a screenshot. And he has the Ganesha Vanyaki tattoo. I think it's on his turn around. I think it's his left arm. He's got the all-seeing eye on the upper arm up here. And again, that is an equivalent of the Caduce staff. Hermes, the father of Hermaphrodite. Male, female. Janus, the god of duality. Okay, the month of January. Looking back and looking forward. Bearded guy, Nimrod. Young Adonis face, the new boy. Born again. Again, you get it over in India with the Ganeshi Vinyaki. And then the Baphomet, male and female. The two beasts. But again, Brandon, you're wrong. This... This thing you're talking about with Sol Invictus and Baphomet. And... Why did the Church of Satan on Twitter post Sol Invictus with Baphomet's face? Mm. They know it's like, like them apples. Yeah. Why is the wings atop of Caduceus staff? Highest achievement. Why is the all-seeing eye atop of a pyramid? Highest achievement. Why is the pentagram on Baphomet's forehead? Highest achievement. That's drawn to him. He drew that for me. I'm hoping he can adapt it because I want to have the, the Baphomet shoot right atop so I can be like, look, egg, this, that all means the same thing. Eggs, why we do eggs for Easter, Ishtar, yeah. Ascension, dipping them in blood. Yep. Even though they say that they don't, it's not for that purpose, not for that reason. <laughs> Traveling together on Galcations, apparent sojourns in search of the spiritual renewal following the death of old relationships to the North, Iron Age Celts place banquets of flowers on the graves of sacrificed boyfriends. In the 4th century AD, right after Christianity was starting uh, to heat up, Pope Julius I sought to establish a new holy day to memorialize not only the several saints named Valentinus, but also the brutally martyred in different ways, in, um, different and inspiring ways. I don't know what's inspiring about that. He wisely chose to adopt and absorb the traditions of Galinalia, as part of the feast day and assigned to February 14th on the Julian calendar. This resulted in the short-lived tran uh, transition holiday, Minerva Valentine's, affiliated with an owl, which became Galentine's Day, which became Valentine's Day in modern parlance. Valentine's Day was popularly embraced over the years. Church leaders worked to change the focus from the pagan breakup customs. They downplayed them, dumping, sacrificing boyfriends, especially by the Middle Ages when the Crusades became the real PR fiasco. Instead, religious tracts encouraged women to get back out there, mingle, not look for anything serious necessarily, but open to having fun. So we get promiscuous wow. women. We get the dating apps. It's all stemming from one thing. And like I just stated with the two tattoos, you can look it up here. see it and then even the pope's audience hall looks just like a snake yep with the that, eyes again. the scales caduceus staff the snake who's the two snakes represent nimrod and semiramis the serpent seed mingling together to create what the wings the highest achievement of mankind horus wow the mediator between the gods aka the fallen angels the anunnaki what we get for other stories i'm just Trying to connect the two so you understand what yep. they're saying these are good things. I'm saying no, they're bad things, but that's what Nimrod's family are worshiping. We're almost done. I think it's like two more slides. Again, I don't believe you. Well, um, why is Naomi Campbell's house the 
Horace I Echo House right there. Oh my lord. She's doing it. You have over here on Fandor, you can look it up. I just emboldened it because some, some ladies were telling me they couldn't read the smaller print. But a deal with the devil turns a man into a marionette in this live action animated version of this classic tale. Lost. Again. Wow. Says it right there in the description. Norman Reedus, Jared Leto, the girl uh, Naomi Park that's claiming to be a North Korean, you know, survivor. Yep. This she that's on right from her Instagram. And then the show Lucifer thought it worthy of promotion for their Netflix show. Don't tell me I'm wrong, folks. They're showing Bro. you. I'm I'm showing you. It's there. Dude, you're spot on, bro. And you just answered a question for me. Show me the yeah. guy from Walking Dead because I like that show, and I was have I I've been watching it all the new ones. Yeah. And I was watching it the other day, and they're killing. And I'm like, should I be watching this? And I, I just think that's a sign. Seeing him covering, I I, I shouldn't be watching that. It's filth. It's, it's also I think he did the um. What was it? The Judas music video with Madonna. And I'm not sure if yeah. it was then, but he has like the 666 leather jacket. Yeah, yeah they know, they know what go. they're talking about. But again, folks, yeah. I'm showing you a visual. In ancient cultures, again, the heart and the mind, they were seen as interconnected. They thought sometimes the heart was the mind. So why is the pineal gland so important? Because it is your heart. It is your heart. God's no, not an idiot. Last slide says the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things desperately wicked who can know it in jeremiah 17 9 i the lord search the mind and try the heart to give every man according to his ways according to the fruit of his doings later on was christ constantly saying bear ye fruit you don't bear good fruit you're going to get tossed into the fire wow. lord lord did we not do what you said no you didn't you it was so simple. It was a little bit hard to grasp because there's so many lies and counterfeits, but ultimately it all had one core origin. And you worshipped it every time you did these holidays. Every times you said you were worshipping me, you went to church, but then you did Valentine's Day, then you did Christmas, then you did Ishtar, and you had the bunnies, and then you did this, and then you bombed people. And you said it was in the name of patriotism, and I'm a god of my people, not of countries. Like, do you not get it? I was asking you to go forth and tell the good news. It has nothing Amen. to do with loyalty to a country, but to me, your God. Mm. Where your heart is, there will your mind be. Where your treasure is, there is your heart be also. Just lay your treasures on things above, folks, not on things of this earth. That is the spirit of Antichrist. That's why he says, render unto Caesar the things that are at Caesar's, unto God the things that are at God's. Give unto the government what is required of you for this time. But don't forget your spiritual priorities to God, the Father, first and foremost. And we we don't get that. Well, that's all I got. Amen. Bro, man, you you blow my mind every time, bro. You, you, you drop the hammer. And this, honestly, when I had the idea for this podcast, like this is the information I wanted to get out because I this, what you're doing, Brandon, you're doing God's work, bro. And, and this is the stuff that people really listen. Your first reaction is to go, he's crazy or, you know. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, but he's <laughs> on point. That. He's so on point. He laid it out beautifully, elegantly. Like, 
so, me, a high school dropout, I, I see it perfect. And Brandon, you, you killed it, bro. And I really please people think about the stuff he said. Read some of the books. You have, it. People, yeah. we have to wake up. We have to get out. We have to not be of this world. 100%, man. And that's, that's all I'm asking. Just take it under consideration. Pause it. Reflect on it. Like, I, like I've been telling people, I said, I see myself as a digital missionary. So literally like, well, how do I tell my church? How do I? Okay. I didn't drop any swear words or anything. So it's totally clean. It's PG. Play it. Bring them over for pizza night, grinder night on Friday, Saturday, the Sabbath. Watch it. Do a dare and tell them if you don't learn one thing new or something that doesn't convict you by the end of this clip or podcast or documentary, you have to owe him 20 bucks. Again, it's a bet, but it's more of a charity thing of I'm convicted. And again, if you're willing to spend so much money on Christmas and you can't support people that are trying to articulate this to help spread the word, that's honestly how I see it, man, is is, is have fun with it because you don't have Amen. to be scared if they're already Christian. If you're already halfway there, just be like, are you are you sure? Let's examine if we're in the faith night. You know, let's let's have a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, and there's no reason you can't watch this and have a conversation. At least yes. talk about some of the stuff. What, how do you feel about this? When you hear this, when he shows us this, talk about it with other Christians, you know, yes. as a group. When there's two or more Jesus with us, you'll you'll see it. You will connect the Holy Spirit betwixt the two of you. Yes. Amen. Bro, I loved it. We're Thank both going to release this, but for my view is... Where where could they find you? Where could they support you? Um, I'm going to tag all the links on when I post it for mine underneath. I tagged your thing under uh, my Rumble so that they yep. can find you. That actually might be where you got a couple of your new followers from. Um, but for me, yep. you can find me on Chronology 101 and uh, Mana Daily Podcast on Rumble and other ones where I'm going to be doing more controversial topics of, um, you know, other topics. <laughs> it's going to be on Bishoot, Odyssey. Um, I'm trying to create another Instagram page. I did create it, but guys, like, if you want to follow it, cool. But I haven't posted anything because it's just there for backup when they kick me off. Because I'm, I'm, I'm just getting a feeling it's going to happen soon. Yeah, you're too but close yeah, to the truth, so you know they're going to be coming after you. Oh yeah, and the way they interrupt all my podcasts, dude. I, I was like, yep, the, the, God knows. God gave me what they're doing, and he, they know that I know. So I'm over here, like guys. Even if it it comes down for coming for the Saints, I said I'm gonna be one of the first because I know their end game. <laughs> yeah, they don't want me and talking. People, go out and support Brandon. You know he he needs our support to continue this work. A small donation, a yeah. coffee today is eight dollars if you get the espresso shot. But as Bostonians, we have to. So. Yeah. Five dollars, six, seven dollars, one yeah. time a month. It will go a long way for him where he could put in that time and effort to continue to drop these gems on us, this knowledge, right. yeah. so that we could, you know, we all could be closer to God. And even me watching it, I, I love God so much, and I still see like the where I'm falling short. I shouldn't be watching Walking Dead, and like I have to tighten up. I think we all have to tighten up, but uh. Mm. I'll, I'll let you get out of here. I can't wait to okay. have you back on. I, I'm going to send this right over, brother. I really appreciate it. I loved it. I had a great time. Perfect. And I, I'm, I'm so, dude, you're one of my favorites. I, I really love your enthusiasm. It actually makes me energized when we're talking. <laughs> I'm glad, bro. I, oh. I feel it too, man. All right. March 12th for the next one? Yep. Okay. 
All right, brother. Have a good night. You too, man. Good night, everyone. Thanks for coming.